What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, we're hanging out here. Uh, make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio and NerdThugRadio.com. Also where we live. Make sure you do all that stuff. Right now you're hanging out with Corey DLG and little brother Nico. That is I. Yeah, and it's uh, it's another week in the um, world of sports. And it, it just keeps getting wilder, dude. Doesn't it? Like, like it never like it never ceases to amaze me. Like drama in sports is not an uncommon thing, but I feel like it's just been a lot. Like it hasn't slowed down at no. all. No. At all. And like, like, they, they, like as soon as football season and like the floodgates opened. Like, but this is why I love football. Once football happens, you constantly have stuff going on and stuff to talk about. Right. There's never nothing. There's never a time when there won't be something to talk about once while football is happening. Right. Like we get into like the weird tertiary sports when it's like football season ends. Right. Yeah. Like we'll cover dodgeball like in June. Right. That's what happens. No. Um. But yeah. So football. Obviously, it's been a crazy week. Uh, the NBA is having. Yeah, they just like it's just the season is about meltdown. to start and they are stuck in a China quicksand trap that they can't get out of. There's just no way around it. They um they're like yeah quicksand. I think is gonna like every time they try to make a move, it only gets worse no matter what they do. Right. Um and then of course obviously the Astros are in the playoffs. Right. Uh, the the game got rained out last night, so the game has actually been rescheduled for tonight. Um the Astros are up two one. They re-secured home field advantage by winning in New York the Game 3, which was huge. Um, and so we're going to kind of cover everything. There's a lot going on. So I guess let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do the NFL first because that's what I want to do. Plus, at this point, everyone has talked about baseball, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, so first thing, the Rams shook up the NFL this week. Bye. You didn't hear about this. No, okay. I did not. So the Rams, they started off Tuesday morning with everyone thinking that they gave up on the season. Okay? Jared Goff is struggling. The running game's not going great. Uh, Todd Gurley didn't even play in their loss this weekend. So it's kind of been a... Uh, not not a good turnout for guys that made it to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, from Super Bowl losers to mediocre team, it's been a, it's been a real... Harsh decline, almost. It, it has been. So they've been kind of struggling. Well, they put Akeem, they put Akeem Tlaib, their starting corner, on IR, um, and then they traded their other corner, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters was the starting quarterback in Kansas City... Uh, after being drafted by Kansas City, he has now been traded three times in the span of his first four years of his deal. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's not a gr- uh, He's a good corner. He's not great, but he's he's good. He he's he's not bad. He's <sighs> he's been traded enough times that it looks like he's bad, but he's really not. No, no, that, but that's not, so like Kansas City just made a lot of changes over the last two years over their defense. And they got a good draft pick from St. Louis, or from L.A., from the Rams, for him last year. And so they made the deal. Uh, And that wasn't, it was in the offseason, so it wasn't like a crazy thing. Plus, because he was young, everyone's expectation is he's going to get money. So, in L.A., though, last year he wasn't great. He, he, He got beat on some big plays. And this year he hasn't put it together either. So... 
but he's still not. Uh, he's not terrible. There are lots of teams. He will start on most teams. Okay, let's put it that way. He's going to start on almost every team. Um, the Rams traded him though, and so at that point, both starting cornerbacks are off the roster. Good job. Right. There's a lot of people kind of going. What, What's happening? What just happened? Um. They then make a lightning bolt moment that gets overshadowed because the Astros are in the middle of a playoff game against the Yankees, but it comes across the ESPN bottom line. Yeah, like Morse code because no one knows how to read anymore. Man, they really don't. The Jaguars traded Jalen Ramsey, possibly the best cornerback in all of football, to the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, there you go. And Los Angeles Rams traded from Cleveland an offensive lineman to try and help with their issues. So they gave up two cornerbacks, two first-round draft picks, and a fourth-round draft pick, and they got probably the best corner in the league, a second-year linebacker who will help. They have a lot of injuries. The Rams just have a lot of injuries on defense. Clay Matthews has a broken jaw right now, so I, I think they're thinking that the linebacker they got is going to kind of try and yeah help, help there. And then they got a guard. So... And a fifth-round draft pick. Nice. So, the Rams, you don't see in-season trades a lot from the NFL. No, it's it's one of those things that you really, like, is a genu- generally saved for the offseason. Although, I feel like this year has just been a year of moves anyways. It's just a, it, a year of moves and a year of very odd moves at that. Right. Um, so, from there, it's just gotten weirder and weirder and weirder. Um... So Kyle Allen is is was the backup in Carolina coming into this season. Cam Newton, um, after the second week, they they finally just admitted that he's hurt and they sat him down again. Keep in mind he had a shoulder he had shoulder surgery in the offseason. Now they're saying it's a foot. They're even saying it might be a Liz Frank. Now from personal experience, a Liz Frank foot injury will keep you from bearing weight for about eight weeks. So that's it's most of the bad. season. Yeah, real bad. So there's really no getting around that. If it's a Liz Frank, Cam Newton probably won't play unless they make the playoffs. Now they're having this conversation now of, is Cam Newton the starter when he gets healthy? Because now they're also saying he might come back in a week or two, which I guess means it's not a Liz Frank, or they're just going to shoot him up and he's going to play through it. I don't know. But the issue is, Kyle Allen is the first rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL to, in his first five starts, have zero interceptions. Oh... And in that time frame, I believe they're three and two. Nice. They beat us. Nice. So Christian McCaffrey's looked great. The offense is working. They're throw they're able to throw the ball when they need to. I don't know that you make a change. Right, because what happens, and, this, and we see this story a lot when, you know, your star gets hurt and then the rookie comes up and, like, actually puts the team on his back. And sometimes it just works better. This is the Nick Foles-Carson Wentz thing. Right. Some people thought Philadelphia's offense worked better with Nick Foles. And during the playoff run where they won the Super Bowl, it did. However, when they came into the next season, Car- Nick Foles went 1-1, one and one, and as soon as Carson Wentz was healthy, Nick Foles went back to the bench. Because the Eagles believe Carson Wentz is their quarterback. So, forget what your eye shows you. They just know that Carson Wentz is their quarterback. 
I'm not sure how I feel about that totally, but it is what it is what it is. Um, and it's very true. Some people just are very determined. Yeah, I mean, there's no getting around that. Um, they're like, I'll bench my boys for a minute, but as soon as they're back in, I'm all air. Well, the Eagles have just remained committed to guys. Well, and so there's a lot of stuff going on with all of this. And, and some of it boils back down to money. Cam Newton, I believe... Yeah, it also needs to be very financially just a better decision just to not... Well, I think he's got two years there. left on his contract. And if that's the case... You just play him at least. Yeah, because I, I think it... I think, I, I think you do... I think you do a... Uh, I think you do um, a Drew Brees scenario where like you just kind of wean the old one off a little bit. Yeah, because that's kind of what they've been doing with the Saints, right? They've kept around a really good quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, but they've also taken snaps away from Drew Brees to give to Tayshawn Hill, the tight end who can do everything, including throw. Mm-hmm. And so they've cr- they've created packages just for Hill, even when Drew Brees was healthy. Exactly. Um, I think with Cam Newton, the problem is you either play him or you don't. I don't think you can play him a little bit. He's kind of a momentum guy. He's kind of a... There was a time when I would say he gave a spark to the Panthers, but I don't really believe that's true anymore. Um, at one point it was. Yeah, at one point he was like everything for their offense. But they've gone through so much just turmoil just off, just between him and just weird things. Him and Ron Rivera have had issues before where Ron Rivera, I think two years ago Cam Newton got on the bus not in proper attire like he didn't have a tie or he only wore a tie and like not on a suit shirt or something like there was a weird thing that Ron Rivera um, fined him or suspended him for a couple years ago or something about wardrobe on the bus and it's like he's your starting quarterback like so there are listen there are some people who would believe that everyone is equal and they treat everybody the same on a roster from bottom to top and if the kicker or the quarterback it doesn't matter if they're not in proper attire, they're going to get handled the same way. I don't know if that's the way you handle your starting quarterback, but... But it does It does set the... It does. It, it is a good precedent to set. It sets a tone of accountability, for sure, except for the fact that they just don't follow through with it the rest of the way. Right. Because if you're being accountable, then you got to start saying, well, who's the guy who's putting Cam Newton out there in these situations when he's not healthy, or in situations where they can't win? Or who's the guy calling a sweep toss play when they only need it one yard? And Christian McCaffrey has to run nine yards to get one yard, and he doesn't make it. Remember, that was a problem, I think, week two or week three, where they lost a game, and Christian McCaffrey was stopped one yard short of the touchdown. Genius. And they had called a toss of something like... And like you know, why? And you why know would how you I feel about tosses, anyway. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why you would do that. Um, also, with the Rams trade, here's two interesting things about it. The Rams now won't have a first-round draft pick in five drafts, or haven't in five drafts. The last time they picked number one uh, in the first round of a draft was 2016. Ooh. And they just gave up two picks for the next two drafts. So it'll be five years before the Rams pick in the first round. Oh, Lord. This is going to start eating up their cap space. Real fast. Because what's going to happen here, the whole point of how these teams make this stuff work is when one guy gets his money, someone else goes away. Right. Somebody retires or leaves or, or yeah, trades. Or gets cut or something happens. 
because it's a it's a salary cap, and the salary cap does go up, but not so much that you can just manufacture a new big deal every year. And they've given out big deals to Todd Gurley, um, Jared Goff, Aaron Donald. Um, uh, there's someone else on the team who's got no uh, Cooks, the receiver, and some of them aren't working. Like Todd Gurley, obviously, that's a mistake at this point. Um, the yeah, he was knee. great, and then he got injured. He's well, just not great anymore. <laughs> not even really injured that anyone knows. Like it wasn't a specific play on a specific game. It just all of a sudden in the playoffs, he wasn't available. Didn't play. Didn't play the last I think three weeks of the season, and then he played like ten plays in the Super Bowl. Um, and this week they've already this season they've already held him out of a couple games. Something's wrong, and no one wants to say well, anything. It's they're saying that the rumor that's never been confirmed by the team or by him is that he's dealing with an arthritic knee. So it will be week to week managing him so that they can have him when they get to the playoffs, which is a big assumption for them. Right, you're gonna make it all the way there without him. Right, how far do you get without him? And then on top of that. He's even going to be ready, even if you do rest if him like that. If you get there, and you can't, you're not sure how many snaps he has and how far he'll go, and it's a whole thing, right? It's a whole thing, and so yeah, to me, there's a, there's just a few issues with it that I don't think makes sense. But Jalen Ramsey's on the last year of his rookie deal, and they give up two first round picks to get him, so this is another guy that they're going to pay. Yeah, and especially because they still have – they basically have no rookies in the foreseeable future outside of the first well, round. Well, and they draft well overall. They're playing young guys in places. I don't, I don't want right. to make it yeah. sound – No, but, but they don't have a first round. <laughs> right, and the first, rounder, and the first rounders are – A, they are a little bit more expensive, but they're usually kind of the sure thing. It's one of the top 32 players in the draft. Like, this is your – if you get – teams that get first-round picks wrong are teams that are bad. The Rams have been good for the last couple of years – and their first-round picks have developed and played well. Right. Well, their first-round picks from before 2016. Right. No pick in 2017. No pick in 2018. No pick in this draft we just had this year, 2019. And now two more years, 2020 and 2021. So it'll be till 2022. As of right now. And they may change. They may trade that, too. There's no rule in the NFL about trading picks. Right. So in the year, in the future space, year 2034. Maybe they finally get around uh, to having know. their pick back. Right, they'll it, finally get their first round pick and have a, a, a negative twenty million in cap space. It's sort of like shades of when Washington traded to the Rams three first round picks and up in several other picks to get the draft pick to take Robert Griffin the third. That was such a bad deal. His rookie year was amazing. And oh then yeah, it, and then and it was then nothing, nothing ever again. That's ever what, again. That's what happens when you when you hop on the hype, boys. That's what happens when you when you get these guys hurt too. That like, also, that also. He had a high level speed, and then he started hurting his knee. Uh, that'll that'll hurt your speed real fast, real fast. So to me, I, there are just some weird options and opportunities here to be like, like what does the future of the Rams look like? They have to hit on these second and third and fourth round picks in order to keep doing this, right? And they super save money this way because they are they don't they're not paying any young players anything until their fourth or fifth year, which is great and fantastic, as long as they get it right. Yeah, because as soon as they start making the wrong draft choices or even just inadequate ones, right? Like because it doesn't it doesn't even have to necessarily like these guys are completely unusable. It's just this guy's not performing well. Because then what happens is you can't unload them, and then... Like, yeah, you're stuck. 
you're just stuck with them and they're just going to sit there on your roster and, and you're just going to have to, at that point, just cut people, I guess. <laughs> okay, so before we get out of here, I want to touch on these two things. Um, <laughs> three, uh, Two things. Marcus Mariota was benched over the weekend in Tennessee. This whole His whole career has been, is he the guy, is he not the guy? Is he the guy, is he not the guy? Is he the guy, is he not the guy? Because he hasn't stayed healthy any season. Mm-hmm. Finally, last weekend, he looked awful, and they benched him, and uh, they put in Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill went out there and played, uh, okay. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, Marcus Mariota today in an interview said that being benched is not the end of his career. <laughs> That's what he thinks. That is exactly what he thinks, and he is 100% incorrect. What he does not realize is that is definitely the end of his career. Yeah, because what happens is if everyone's questioning your if you're the guy and and someone then if if you then get the chance, listen, someone will sign him as a backup. But his days of starter money and starting position and starting time, it's over. They're over. It's over. They're over. Teams are going to draft a guy before they're going to start a Marcus Mariota. Unfortunately, uh, Brock Osweiler. Oh boy, My, our 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 garbage boy himself. Yes. The garbage man. <laughs> the other garbage man we've had to. Is retiring from the NFL after oh, good for him. seven seasons. Seven. Seven seasons. Almost all of them where he doesn't play. I was going to say, I was like, he got like one with us. He played one with, so he was on the bench, I believe, one whole year behind Peyton Manning, and then in Peyton Manning's second year, he missed a few games, and Brock Osweiler came in and played for him. I think two or three games. And no, no. He was behind him for three years because it was his fourth year, and his contract was coming up. And the Texans set up an $80 million deal to get him from Denver. Right. To steal him from Denver. And of that $80 million, it was something like $40 million was guaranteed in the first two years. And uh, or fifty million, something like that. And after the first season with them, it was such a train wreck that they gave a second round pick to Cleveland to take him. So that's year six. Where by the way, Cleveland barely uses him. He doesn't even start in Cleveland. So bad. I think he starts a couple games, but he doesn't even start like a whole season in Cleveland. He he's out there for like two or three games, and then they're just like, all right, then it's, it's four, not or five, out. six. And then where was he this year? And then this year he floated around, but I don't think he m- made the roster anywhere. And now he's retiring. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Like that's literally a guy who literally coattailed his way through his entire career. This is, but that's the, okay, a backup quarterback with any kind of promise. We'll play in the league seven years. Seven years. Because his timeline is exactly what happens. They're on one team for their whole rookie deal. Four years. As long as they show promise and they get a little bit better every year, the the drafting team's not going to get rid of them because the drafting team thinks we're building somebody. Then when their contract is up, someone else will offer them money to come get a chance to start. Matt Flynn famously was a backup in Green Bay for four or five years, whatever his contract was, when it was up. Seattle signed him for $11 million a year for two years. They also, in the draft, drafted Russell Wilson in the third or fourth round. Russell Wilson beat Matt Flynn in camp and took the starting job. 
They kept Flynn that whole season. They cut him at the end of the season, and I think he still signed somewhere else for the next year or two. And then he finally, finally there were no more backup jobs for him. And then eventually one day people will finally realize that you're not good enough. Well, it's just a timing thing. If everyone else is waiting on one of their four-year quarterbacks to develop, there's only so many open number two slots in the league, like six to eight. So every year the, cl- the class of backups, four or five of them, get a chance to come into, into camp as the starter or potential starter. Then they don't perform. They wind up behind whoever does get the job. But they're not going anywhere because they have like good money on that contract that year. The guaranteed money is always on the front end. So the team is like, well, listen, he didn't win the starting job, but we owe him $9 million this year. We, we'd rather pay someone the $9 million to play than to send him home and still owe $9 million. Right. This is just like the strife. Like, I was going to say the strife, but like the lack of strife yeah, of the backup exactly. quarterback. The backup quarterback is always the most favorite guy in town. Like unless you're unless you're um unless you get your legs broke. Yeah, right. Like, unless Washington gets three quarterbacks hurt and then you have to go play. Right. Like, uh, then I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy at all. Uh all right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more nerd tech sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5 and 106.1, and we're streaming, as always, on IRLoneStar.com. That's true. Uh, before we get into anything here, Nico, why don't you tell everybody about our friends, Cox ATA. Cox ATA, leader in ATA martial arts, now with three convenient <laughs> locations. One in the Woodlands, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. If you can hear us on the radio, there is a Cox ATA that is close to you. You could go to it right now. You could go to it right now. And when you do, mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Two free weeks of training. This is a great way, you know, get started with all they have all kinds of courses. They have they have really tailored programs for all kinds of people. Uh for any age range. You three if you're ninety three. Uh they have self defense, Tai Chi, Taekwondo obviously. Um and there's just a really great family friendly staff, wonderful people, wonderful classes. There's uh, tons of times, very flexible. Um, yeah. They work with all kinds of people. They, they work with all kinds of people. It's a great place to go. Make sure to check it out. Cox ATA, right there in the Woodlands, Conroe, and Magnolia, where they teach life skills, they build leaders, and they leave a legacy. Good job there, Nico. Good nice pickup. Yeah. All right. So, 
Before we get into the big stuff on the NBA, mm-hmm. the heavy lifting, let's do the silly little stuff. Okay. All right. So, first of all, um, the season starts here in a couple of weeks. Um, two things that we wa- I want to kind of touch on before we get into the big stuff here. Still, ESPNMagazine.com, whatever it's called, Sports Illustrated, Bleacher Report, all of them mm-hmm. still are writing about Carmelo Anthony coming back to the league. Wow, he's coming back? No. Not a single team has signed him or offered him a workout. Wow, he's not coming back? He's not coming back. The Olympics didn't want him. The international team didn't want him. By the way, the international team that told him they didn't want him, they wound up finishing like fifth. They nice. still didn't regret not having him there. They were like, no, yeah, thank you. No, nah, we're all right. We're good. We're, we're good. Thanks, we're good. Carmelo. People are still writing about Carmelo Anthony. Like, like he's been. He, it's been over a year since he played in the NBA. It's so, really been that long. Wow. Well, he played for the Rockets for like a month. So it'll be a year very soon. It doesn't make any sense that everyone is still like, I don't know about Carmelo Anthony, dude. That sounds like just a bunch of Carmelo Anthony heads being like, bro, why is no one playing Carmelo Anthony? He's still playable. And I, I suppose in a way he is, but only if he's willing to, to accept like that lesser role. Right. He can't. He's not an all. He's not the same all star he was when no, he was younger. No, and he's not a forty minute a game guy anymore. He's like a ten minute guy. Right. Although I think part of the problem is with the Rockets, he was asking for more playing time. He was playing well, though. I think he played ten games for them or something. And by the end, like when he kind of figured out his his spot on the team, I think the, the game before they cut him, I think he actually scored like thirty points. Yeah, he's not. We're not saying he's bad. No, I am. I'm saying that. I'm saying he's bad. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm 100% saying he's bad. Here's what you want from role players: defense, scoring, and then a closed mouth. Mm, that's a fair point. That's that last one's real important because those guys play whatever the coach needs them to do for the stars to recover and rest, and for the stars to go win the game. You don't see a guy like Patrick Beverly telling Doc Rivers. Hey man, I need to be playing forty-five minutes a game, because Doc, because Patrick Beverly knows he's the third guy on the team. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are there, right? So he's going to do whatever those guys ask him to do. Yeah, because he's not. He, he knows what. Even though he was, even though he is still a starter, and even though he was probably the most important guy on the team by the time they made it to the playoffs last year, he's not confused about what his role is right now. He looks at the buildup of that team and he goes, "Okay, those guys are way more important than me." I am the third guy. Right. It's my job to play defense and to help those guys and to keep my mouth shut. I don't think Carmelo Anthony understands that dynamic. He was pushing for more playing time when he was here in Houston. And, yeah, we wound up letting points go. Okay, fine. We let points go. Big deal. It's not like we had trouble scoring all year. That's not not what we had. That, That wasn't our issue. No, it wasn't our issue. And the real reality of the whole thing becomes he doesn't – I think he thinks he can go somewhere and play his way back into an important role on the team. I think he's willing to say to the media, yeah, I'll be the I'll be the ninth guy, no big deal. Uh, and then week three, he wants to be the seventh guy. Week four, week five, he starts asking questions like, do you really think I'm not the sixth best, best person on this team? Like, are you really going to tell me that Jamal Crawford's better than me? And then when you start getting to week nine, week ten, week eleven, you start saying stuff. He's gonna start saying stuff like, you know, if you play me more, you spare people. He's gonna try and angle his way back 
until by the end of the season he's playing 35 minutes, getting the ball a bunch, playing a bunch of ISO jumpers from the elbow, which they the NBA doesn't do anymore. The NBA has completely moved away from the shots Carmelo Anthony takes. Yeah, because he's like a million years old. Well, actually, you know what's weird is he's the same age as Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Same draft. Yeah, but he hasn't aged as well. And he his just his game hasn't evolved. He never, he never did the things that the other two did. LeBron James played defense when he was in Miami because he knew there are other scores and other guys. So my job is to yes score and lead, but also to help shut down someone important on the other team. Because Dwayne Wade is, was a two way guy. Dwayne Wade was I think he I think Dwayne Wade holds the record for steals by a guard in the NBA right now. Um it might be just it was among active players last year, maybe. But he is a guy who who took defense seriously. Carmelo Anthony never did that. And it's an important thing to note that Carmelo Anthony doesn't he doesn't see anything wrong with how he plays the game. So he's like, man, if I'm going out there putting up 30, like, who doesn't want 30 points? And it's like when we lose the game 130 to 140. <laughs> right. If the other team just blows right by you every time, congratulations, you got 30. We lost. And that's the difference. But I don't, I don't think Carmelo Anthony gets that. I just don't. I think, I think Carmelo Anthony proved that when there was the time where he got to choose between going to Chicago and staying with the Knicks. He, he kept telling the Knicks he wanted to be a winner. When his contract was up, there was an opportunity to, he opted out. There was an opportunity to sign for less money, but to play in Chicago with Derrick Rose and defense. And literally all they needed was scoring. But he would have to help on defense. And instead he took the max money to stay in New York where they had all, at, just, at the time when he signed the contract, all of the talking heads in basketball were like, the Knicks are nowhere near ready for a championship. It doesn't make sense for the Knicks to offer him this, except for the fact that he's Carmelo Anthony. And if he accepts this, that's it for this team. He took it. And now now, now look where we are. <laughs> and listen, I don't fault we're him at, for wanting the money, but I also... We're at the, we're, but, now, but now he has to face those repercussions later. Of, Here we are, and no one wants him in the league. No one wants him in the league because he doesn't help. Right. It's not about... The scoring—it's about the fact that he—it's—he's no help to the team. Yeah, he costs money, and he's not gonna be—he's not gonna be a beneficial guy that you can just slot in on any team. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get to—we're gonna touch this, and then we're gonna get into the NBA, and then we're, we'll get out of this. Uh, Jim Calipari was asked about the draft, mm-hmm. the NBA draft, and potentially getting rid of the one and dones. How do you think the college coach Jim Calipari? How do you think he feels? About getting rid of one and dones. I don't. I don't understand. Like, he's a college coach, and no, like I don't. know. What do you mean, get rid of them? The NBA has banned players from entering the draft if they're only one year out of the high school, so they have to go to college for one year. Mm-hmm. They are now called one and dones. They go to college for one year and then they enter the draft. Okay. So the NBA and the players' unions have both said that when they renegotiate. In the future, they're probably going to get rid of that rule and let the nine, the eighteen year olds come back instead of having to go somewhere oh, else so, for a year. Okay. So getting rid of the one and done rule. How do you think college coach Jim Calipari feels about that? Oh, I'm sure he feels real hurt. He's like, no, it's important for them to go to college. Yeah, he thinks expanding the draft is potentially harmful. Yeah, it's to the, the w- athletes and to college basketball. 
Yeah, of course, because college basketball then become irrelevant. Right. Also, college basketball then becomes a problem where the issue is it's just a lesser league because the one and dones are part of what can change a school like that super fast. Right. But all of a sudden, there won't be these one and dones. And Jim Calipari is great at getting the one and dones. Yeah, no, he's real. He's real good at getting them. My massive implied finger quotes. Right. Yeah. It's there's probably some payments going along to some people or some things, some Nike money. Really, everybody involved in college basketball is involved in this problem because, like, college Nike, sports is the worst. It really is. But when you start, when you look into these things, it starts becoming really obvious that everyone knows because. The issue with one thing was like Nike was making their sponsorship payments to college a- coaches in cash. Yeah, and it's like, hmm. Now, why would a college coach be requesting an $80,000 payment in cash? Maybe it's because he's paying people. Right. And then maybe Just it's giving them, you know, one of them small loans of a million dollars, you know, casually. Here's 20 grand while your son plays for me this year. Like, there's so much potential for wrongdoing even if no one does anything wrong nothing is totally wrong we're not bribing players and or people and or things and or entities and or anyone else right but like when banks won't let me put a cash deposit into someone's account whose last name i share but nike thinks it's okay to give jim calipari or whoever whoever an undisclosed party eighty thousand dollars sum of cash as the as their sponsorship payment for that season that's inappropriate. Yeah, no. It's it's just it, it's another facet of college sports that I just hate. Plus, again, we we've already discussed about the hiccups that some people have transferring from college to oh yeah the NBA when they're clearly qualified to be in the they NBA. They should be in the NBA anyway, but then they get in trouble for something that happens for the six months they're in college. But also, while they are in college, you're right. They're trying to learn a new system and do new things that they won't they're even do six months later. Exactly. They won't even do six months later, and their season is half as long. This is why we talked about the importance of a lot of players the starting to play overseas. Seed. Yeah. If they're going to be professionals, they may as well just go exactly. be professionals. And it's hard to disagree with that. Um, How much time have we got here? Uh, I don't know. we got like ten minutes maybe. Okay. So LeBron James did not make the China thing any better. No, it's now even worse. Uh, now the Hong Kong people hate him. They're burning his jersey in the streets. It's it's a very bizarre situation. It's a very bizarre moment because the reality of it is, wh- how do you, what do you say, how do you justify the idea that this is about anything other than money? Um, you can't, not at this point. I think it's clearly about money, right? Because they're not really t- they're not really doing it about people's rights. They're not really doing it about the right thing to do, and what the NBA is doing are directly opposed to each other, right? Directly. And so that being said, there's a there's a real issue of like how did I like the NBA? The NBA is my favorite league. I like I love football, I love the NFL, but I think the NBA has done an amazing job of creating stars and drama and when the NBA season kicks in, there's things going on all year. And there are things to talk about. The NBA players are real while the NFL players feel distant. But this is a terrible look. 
Oh, yeah. A terrible look. And I feel like it all ties back into the black athlete. I think it all comes back to this. Where Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for something he believed in in football. Mm -hmm. And football fans were furious. They didn't want to see it anywhere near it. But on this, the flip side, where literally the players are doing the opposite of kneeling in protest. They're essentially saying, we don't mind how bad it might be in Hong Kong. (laughs) Injustice is okay. As long as the check clears. And nobody is upset with these guys. Nobody. And... Yeah, like, personally, I'm yeah, upset. Yeah, I, I, I am too, but, like, I haven't heard... Like, Ted Cruz and, and AOC released a statement, a joint statement, condemning the NBA. First of all, when you can get those two to agree on something, you've screwed it up. Oh, yeah, those are, like, the two, like, the new person... Diametrically yeah, opposed. The new person everyone hates and the person that everyone already hates. <laughs> yeah, but they're, but they're on opposite Just, ends of yeah. every issue except for the NBA... They came together on this one to both say this is some BS. Right. Uh, which is just depressing that they too can agree on that. Meanwhile, China or the NBA is talking out of both sides of their mouth on this issue. Right. They're and, like, everyone has an opinion to their right one, but also we like money a lot. Yeah. And like they're like, we respect all of our partners' views of the world. And then in the meantime, we just want you guys to know that we also, we, we did in fact deposit that check last week. And, and listen, there are tons of times where pop culture and the world have crossed oddly and inappropriately. I remember there was a, a Saudi family that was kind of dirty and inappropriate, and but for years had been hiring pop stars to come sing at like their children's birthdays and stuff. And a bunch of people, when they came forward and it was when it broke, because the pop stars didn't volunteer that information mm-hmm. when it broke a lot of them like made donations in the like Katy Perry was paid 50,000 and she's like well I'm making a $50,000 donation to PETA or to PETA because I didn't know that that was what was going on I was just hired and I booked it 50 cent in the meantime was like nah I'm keeping the money right I'm keeping the money I went and did the show if they want to make a donation or if they want to stop doing their problems that's their problem that's not my problem I'm keeping my money and I get that mentality which is what the NBA is doing right here they're keeping the money I get that part of it, but I don't think anything they're saying publicly is making it better. No, because there's a, I feel like there's a disingenuousness to it, right? Right, because there's a, there's a very real fight happening, right? Absolutely. This is a very real situation and what they've been, what they've said has been wholly disrespectful to the plight of the people. But what they're saying is that people are allowed to tweet what they want here in America. However, we don't stand by individuals' tweets. Right. And it's like, well, really what he tweeted was that freedom is good. And you live in one of the freest countries in the world. So how do you feel about freedom? Well, we're not going to comment on that. We want to respect our partners. Well, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Like, people are dying for this. Right. And I think that that's kind of what's lost on all this. I think I would have more respect for the NBA if they just said, listen, we're in a tough spot. We believe in freedom for everybody. However, China is an important business partner, and we are doing our best to remain respectful to their different culture. Right. Like, no one no one has taken that stance. No. No, no one, one has said anything of the sort of, 
This is about the money. This is about the money. Because um, LeBron James came out with a couple statements that have just completely just thrown people way out of even. Fuel on the fire is all right. it is. All and it is. and uh, I think the important one is that not every issue is like, not every problem is someone is like someone's issue or something like this. Yeah, not every issue is someone's problem. Right. Which, while accurate, is a very naive point to take because it's very much you know it's I mean? not my it's problem. It's not naive. It's it's mentally lazy. Right. But it but it's an absolving position to take because it means that it's not my problem so I can keep cashing these checks. Right. It's not my problem. I'm keeping my head down because there's a lot of money on the line. Exactly. And that is an issue. That is an issue. That's part of the whole problem. And and that's kind of it it feeds into that problem where it's like, well now like it it's like, yeah, morally I'm not thinking about it, but when you come back around to it, it's like, well, what decisions you make? Like, it is your decision where you get your money from. And this is true in a lot of ways of a lot of things. So it's really easy to, if you, like, let your mind wander and really spot. I remember, like, Blood Diamonds of the 90s and all that. Like, this has been an issue in a lot of places. And if you really want to get crazy about it and, like, pull a Greta Thunberg and be like, you know, just burning fossil fuels is destroying the world for your grandchildren. My stepdad had a good point where he was like, I look at you know, my grandchildren now, and, and I want them to have a, a, a future, and it does change how he views society's actions, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change his actions in society. And that's sort of the important thing that I think everyone has to realize is that, listen, when it comes to the money, everyone, to some respect, is about their money. Right. People want to get paid. And People want to get paid, and when you start messing up money like this, and all of this spiraling out of a Daryl Morey tweet, like I do think it's just important to remember that like this is a hornet's nest for the NBA. There's no right way out of it. No. But the way they are taking looks terrible. I think they've been better off saying nothing. It's yeah. At this point, it's they they so Daryl Morey hit the hornet's nest and unleashed this, and the NBA just keeps swinging it around. Right. They just, just keep they, they just keep flailing. If they would have stopped moving, they would have gotten stung a bunch, and what eventually happened was everything would have cooled off eventually. But now they've just did nothing but agitation, and now everyone's against them. When you have two of the most geometrically <laughs> opposed people on the planet Can come agree. together to say you did something wrong, <laughs> that's impressive. It's 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 almost mythical. <laughs> it really is. All right, we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got a little bit more Nerd Talk Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Well, 
Welcome back, Conroe. We got a little bit more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way here. We're on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Wow. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio and NerdThugRadio.com. And, um, yeah, just come hang out with us. That's where all the magic happens. We do stuff there. Wow, things. Amazing. Yeah, adjectives, verbs. They happen right there. Almost a noun sometimes. <laughs> Almost a noun. Sometimes it feels appropriate. I don't know. Almost, definitely, maybe, probably. Yeah, why not? Um, before we get into anything, let me tell you guys about our friends. The Adventure Begins on fourteen eighty eight. The Adventure Begins comics, games, and more. Um, this Friday and Saturday, they got the Halloween Spooktacular going on. <laughs> There's going to be a miniature painting competition for all ages. Submit your entries by October 18th at 11.59 p.m. That's Friday night. And then on Saturday, there will be voting. There's a younglings category, which is up to age 16. There's a standard category, 16 and up. And then there's a massive category at 16 and up, submitting a single model whose base exceeds 60 millimeters. Then they also wow. have a scene category for like themed dioramas and stuff. That's kind of cool. Um, there's a $5 entry fee for each submission. Participants are allowed to have multiple submissions. We are not restricting participants to a single brand of models for this event. All models are welcome as long as they fit the theme. Um, Sunday, October 20th is from 12 to 4, Board Game Design Group. And then from 4 to 8, D&D Junior's Adventurer League. That's how, that's the official Dungeons & Dragons. And of course, starting, uh, again, starting up again, today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday is the NFL Player of the Day promo from Panini. Go into Adventure Begins, buy a pack of Panini football cards, open it up there in the store, and if you have the player of the day, you win some stuff. Entered in a drawing to win more stuff. If you get drawn, then you win even more stuff. And then if you win enough times, you win Lamar Miller autographed card, and then you can also be entered in a national contest. Uh, or you can have a Panini. date with a player. Yeah. The NFL, an NFL player will come hang out with you. Um, all that being said, you really need to just go to Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. It's exciting. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's a fun place to go. We always try and keep you abreast of the schedule. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we kind of talk about the Astros a little bit, and really there's not a lot to say until the series is over, I think the Astros have been doing a good job. I don't want to... They're pretty good. <sighs> they lost the first game, but... They pulled it back two in a row. Yeah, they've won two in a row, and they won the first one back in New York, so I don't want to, like... There's nothing to really, really say until we get into it, because I think you could... With with Verlander taking the mound uh, Friday in New York, I, I mean, if we win two out of the three in New York, then we're we're in a really great position because all we have to do is win one out of the two back home in Houston. Right. So we don't even – I hate to say this because it's the playoffs and it's best of seven. You want to get to four as fast as possible. If we were to lose today, it doesn't hurt us. Right. It actually just kind of – Delays the inevitable. Yeah, sort of. I kind of feel that way. I really do. Because even if we lose, there's still only three games left, and two of them are in Houston. Yeah, and we still have good. Verlander and Cole right. out of two out of those three games. So, like, I feel pretty good. Verlander on the mound in New York, I'll take that Yeah, every I'll, time. I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> those are fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about it. Uh, I do want to talk about some combat sports right now that's going on. All um, right. First of all, Cain Velasquez, um, who... He's old, and he's basically kind of UFC and MMA has kind of moved away from him. Mm -hmm. So he's uh, signing with WWE, and he's going to be fighting Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel nice. um, in Saudi Arabia this Halloween. Spooky. Yeah, Crown Jewel is literally, like, it's always scheduled 
at weird times. Uh, because first of all, it's in Saudi Arabia, so time zones and all the other whatever, whatever issues that come up with that scheduling wise. So it's literally going to be like 6 p.m. Halloween night. <laughs> Super random. Awesome. And it's on their streaming service, of course. But most people, I mean, you're, most people are going to be busy Thursday, 6 p.m. Halloween night. They're going to be trick or treating or entering their door or doing anything of that. Like, who scheduled this? Who did this? No one, no one is smart. No one who's no one who is smart. So Cain Velasquez uh, is fighting Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar won the title in like a squash match against Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston has been having these huge, massive matches for six months. He walks into the ring, and within a minute, Brock Lesnar has F five him, pins him, takes the belt. Like it was so annoying because the writing is just so bad on that. Um, but I feel like they're just wrapping stuff up because they were getting into the draft, and after this draft that they had this weekend on the WWE brands, mm-hmm. they're now officially split. That's it. People are not crossing over. USA owns these guys. TNT owns these guys. Or uh, Fox owns these guys. That's it. No one's supposed to be moving after this. So Sure. I, no, no. Now that they're on different networks, I do believe that. Uh, maybe. But. That's a squinty-eyed... Yeah, questionable maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be some people that move back between the two. I'm sure, and I'm sure WrestleMania will still be. I oh, mean, I don't know how that's gonna work now, because they're genuinely, they've done the split brand thing before, and then they've, they've always, always done, done on like, the same network and like right. different times, and, and then they've always done like sometimes the brand wars, like crossover type stuff. They're genuinely saying that, like, listen, Saudi Arabia, there's already matches scheduled where people have crossed over and whatever, so it's gonna happen, but they're saying the brands are now separate i don't i don't know i have no i have no concept how it's genuinely going to work i don't know then television stations don't generally work together on things no i feel like but i i do feel like wrestlemania is enough but there's profit wise i don't i don't know no they don't get a piece of that so then it would just be about do you mind if if a guy that you technically are controlling helps me by wrestling someone from the other network and the networks don't do stuff like that. There's not a lot of instances. The sports is one of the few instances where multiple channels and networks have access to the same product on different, even different times. This is this is a solid point. I didn't think about this. Like, there's not a lot of overlap between networks on things. So, the reality of this is, it's going to be complicated for the WWE. Yeah, I don't know if this is a good move for them. Then. It's a lot of money. And ultimately, like we just got done talking about with China, ultimately money solves and creates these problems. Well, the WWE is facing a problem with Saudi Arabia because of money. This is true. Um, but anyway, Tyson Fury, the boxer, also has a match scheduled against Strong Broman at, at uh, Braun Strowman. <laughs> Strong Broman. Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel as well. So it's two combat sports guys doing a wrestling match. Uh, it's a little Ronda Rousey for you. It's actually not really Ronda Rousey. It's... They've done this forever where they bring in these pop culture people like Mike Tyson famously refereed the match between Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. Right. And he was a DX guy and Steve Genuinely, Col- genuinely not surprised. Uh, gen- I'm genuinely surprised that uh, old boy, uh, loudmouth, MMA, forget his name, champion. Oh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Like he hasn't made any sort of like. Conor McGregor, I think, is making so much money outside of sport. 
that I don't think he has any interest. And I think not even. He, but I don't like. I don't want him wrestling. Like, it's not, that's not what I want. Like I oh. want him. I want him like just talk like somebody's manager. No, I just no, want no, him no, to no. be if somebody's. If he came mic. on there, he would take a bump and then he would do a spot. Which like Tyson Fury showed up. Right. He took a little bit of a bump and then now he's going to do a match against Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's going to make him look good. And then that'll be it. Yeah. Tyson Fury's undefeated. He's never lost a match. He's had draws and knock, and he knocks people out. Uh-huh. I don't think he'll take a loss here either. So I'm guessing Braun Strowman gets knocked out or disqualified. They draw. Yeah. Um. But also the other thing that we got to talk about as we get out. Of, I know we're running out of time here. Uh, we talked about this when it happened, and I said this is a mess, an absolute mess. Junior middleweight Patrick Day, who suffered a 10th-round knockout um, Saturday night over a month ago, has now passed away. Um, he was, he's been unconscious now for, I want to say, about a month. And it's been a mess. It's been a mess. He's got a he's got a ring crew. I'm trying to find the actual date of when he actually got. I can't I can't find it in this article here. But okay, so here's although Conwell was clearly winning the fight, Day was competitive in many of the rounds. However, in the tenth round, Conwell landed two rights and a left hook that knocked him out. When Day went down, the back of his head slammed onto the canvas. And referee Celestino Ruiz immediately stopped the bout with a count at one forty a minute and forty six seconds. Uh, oh, this is a different fighter. Oh my god, this is a different fighter. I thought this was the story from two months ago that I was complaining about. Mm. No, this guy got knocked out four days ago. So Saturday night he got knocked out, and they took him off life support today. Wow, that's it. Done. I was thinking about the Russian fighter from a while back, who like his ring was begging him for three rounds. And he wouldn't, he didn't quit, he wouldn't quit, and eventually the ring quit, and then he still went into a coma. Mm-hmm. This is even worse. Like, there's a ring, there's a doctor on the ringside crew. The referee has a responsibility. They're going to do an autopsy, I'm sure. And if, unless they find out that it was like a traumatic brain injury, like from when he fell, unless it's anything other than that, this is completely on the, like, on boxing. This is on their people. Right, and again, boxing is one of those crazy sports where it's all head injury, it's all head blows. Right, not only, but not only that, like America is somehow the worst at it because we have the most deaths. Yeah, I remember we were talking about that at the time, and the stat was we had like it was like twenty times more than anyone else in the world. Right, and I chuckle, but I only chuckle because of the absurdity of it. Not that it's funny; it isn't funny. It's messed up. Right, and literally, listen, I know in boxing you can punch in the body, you punch in the head. That's the whole goal. Yeah, the but whole the goal rea- is to, to knock out your opponent. Yeah, and th- the reality is there's corners supposed to be taking care of these guys. Right. The corner's job is to give you tips on how to win the fight, but also to keep an eye on you. And if these guys are more concerned about their money than their ethics, I guess that's the theme of this show, then the outcomes... The show is just about ethics now. Ethics and money, I guess. The outcomes are never going to be safe. And you can't promise me now if I'm a boxer, like, I better know my crew. Like, they better be my guys. Right. Like, if the manager's like, listen, I know this is, like, your third bout and you don't have a this guy yet or you don't have a cut guy yet or whatever, I'm going to get you a cut guy the day of. No, I'm good. No. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll get my cut guy. Don't worry I'm going to find a cut guy who's going to be more concerned about getting me through this fight alive than about cashing in Saturday night fight. Like, that's not... This is an issue. This is a real genuine issue that boxing specifically needs to be dealing with. This isn't UFC. This isn't MMA. Yeah, this, this isn't... We're not hearing about UFC deaths. No. That's that's also a sport about knocking people out. But it does it in so many different ways, including submissions. There's so many other ways to win matches that honestly... And they're so... Those referees are so aggressive about any matches that they actually feel like the ref sometimes in matches too fast. That never ha- There's never a time in boxing when someone's like, oh, that guy was conscious. Why'd the ref end the fight? doesn't happen. Sometimes in MMA, I've seen where the fighter kind of gets onto the referee for a second, but then he says, no, I know you were just doing your job, man. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I'll get it on the next one. That doesn't happen in boxing. No. And that's an issue. Some guy unconscious on his feet. Yeah. We'll just be left there. Some guy whose brain is already swollen in his head while he's still trying to make it through the eighth round and nobody is pr- protecting him. That's an issue. Um, all right. I know that we're up against it here. We're going to jump out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to end on a terrible note. Right. Uh, the show's just been a real downer. <laughs> it really has. But check out football. Oh, we got to do a pick this week. Um, I lost for the first time you forever. You did. So now I'm only down one game. Uh, the Jets somehow just clobbered. Dallas again, cementing them as the 500 team that they should be. Yeah, they, they. I think they will forever be a 500 team as long as they keep Jason Garrett. And not, yeah, I even said this the other day about Tony Romo on air. He's really impressed me. I now think that Jason Garrett is the reason Tony Romo wasn't more successful as a quarterback. Fair. Um. Okay. Let's do. Okay. Let's do this because these teams are both a mess. Oh no 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 no! They're off. Uh, poop. Uh. Let's do this. Okay. This is good. this is a tough one. Arizona's at the Giants. Giants. You going Giants? I Arizona, go I think, only has one win. I Giants, go, I think, have two. I go I go Giants on principle because of Arizona's coach. Okay. Lane uh Lane Kiffin, huh? Yeah. Not a fan. Not Lane Kiffin. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. There you go. All right, I guess that means I'm taking the Cardinals. I think I'm picking up a loss this week. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to jump out here. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Make sure to check out Cox ATA, check out the Facebook page, and check out Adventure Begins. Have a good one.